y'all doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing good. I'm a little tired after work. <laughs> I'm doing good. I had a day off. So. You had a day off? Mm-hmm. Um, besides music, what do you guys do for, for the living? I am uh, part-time at a vegan Mexican-American food company called Siete Foods. Okay. And I'm also an audio technician on the weekends for a church. Um, and then we, I do the music thing, too. Orale. How about you? Yeah, I recently started subbing um, for schools, and it's been, like, really good. Um, I've always kind of worked with kids, but never in a, like, classroom setting. Mm-hmm. So this is my first. I started in, like, April, but it's going really well. That's good. I'm a nurse um, on a cardiovascular unit, so. I do that. Work 12-hour shifts. Man, do you, do you do where you work 12 hours, let's say, four days off and then three days yeah. on? Yeah. But I think this week they have me scheduled a little differently, so I had two days. I had today off and then go back tomorrow, Monday. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good. A little, a little something different that, you know, the audience don't know. <laughs> uh, welcome to Otra, por favor. Thanks uh, for having us. My name is Richie, and I am you know, honored to have a trio that I would say, how can I put it? They are a decorated Latina power band made up of three sisters known as the Tierras. Can you guys introduce yourselves each? Yes. Um, My name is Sofia Baltierra, and I'm the drummer of the band. I'm Tiffany. I'm the oldest sister, and I play bass. I'm Tori. I'm the lead singer and guitar player and the baby of the band. The baby of the band? Who was the most spoiled one growing up? Well, you guys all got your good share of spoiledness. I like that question. Um, <laughs> so let me tell you. Um, definitely Tiffany because she was what? the first. So no. I feel like So I feel like she got a lot of like, yeah, because the parents like to celebrate everything for the first time with the first child. And then it comes to the second child, yeah. and they've already been through it, so it doesn't really matter. And then they go to the last one. They're like, oh, this is our last time. We can do it, so let's spoil her. Tori's so, been of course, spoiled since she was I got middle though. child syndrome, so they kind of skipped over me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, no. do, I do think I'm the spoiled one. Yeah. Yeah, you are now. Because I'm the baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a middle child, but I I always tell my family I'm I run the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I, I feel like joke. middle child or like the middle child always has a lot more confidence. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Sophia Sophia's definitely like confident and this has more like a boss mindset, mm-hmm. and whatever she says, like kind of just it's like almost like a priority. Like it's always like louder than everyone else's voice in a way. Mm-hmm. So. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> and, and who's like uh, the uh, like the one with this, you know, stronger character, or you guys all three have like a strong character? I think Tori, yeah, Tori. has a strong character, and we've always said that she's very wise for her age, and like an old soul. Um, so yeah, definitely Tori. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know this is you know not the best question to ask in a podcast, but if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I'm 21. 21? Mm-hmm. Ah, it's a chavita. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's Finally. good. We're pretty young. Everyone's been, like, when we go to shows now, though, people um, don't believe I'm the oldest. They think Sophia. And sometimes I've had times where people think Tori's the oldest. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. in the band setting, I'm almost, like, the leader. But then mm-hmm. in the fam- family setting, Tiffany is, like, the leader because she's the oldest of all of us. Yeah. 
which one is the adventurous i would say tori right yeah tori's yeah. very adventurous yeah i just love to like experience life okay. you know like <laughs> my sisters they like they like taking risks but sometimes they think a little harder before taking them than mm -hmm. i do i think yeah definitely mm -hmm. and and how about you tiffany how's how's your role as an older sister what is something that you would say like you've learned as time goes on um i definitely have moments where i wish i had an older sibling But, um, I don't know, I feel like we're, I'm older, but I feel like we're also very close in age, so there's moments where I don't always feel like I'm the older sister, and, like, most of my sisters will give me advice on different things and, like, be there for me, but then there's times, you know, like, where I've experienced something before them, or especially, like, when we were in school, like, had done all these like projects applied for college different things like that so um and being like my parents didn't have the chance to go to college so like that was a big thing to you know experience by myself but I had the support of my sisters and I was happy that they are here you know to follow my footsteps in different things so Um, yeah. I remember I sent Tiffany a TikTok about like thanking your older sister or just older sibling in general because they do have a lot of responsibility and like in a sense she did take care of us too like it wasn't just our mom because if we couldn't go to our mom it was Tiffany and like Tiffany take us over here or Tiffany get me out of this like troubling like mm -hmm. situation so yeah so thank you girl <laughs> I saw Tiffany <laughs> um, so Uh, you know, our podcast revolves around football, life, and cultura. Mm -hmm. um, today, we're going to take a break from the football part, and we want to highlight y'all's story. We want to highlight y'all's awesome music, um, pretty much how everything started. Uh, I know we already touched about a little bit about your family's dynamic, or, or as sisters, you're, you're, you know, how you guys get along, or, or not get along, but, you know, each, each one of y'all, how y'all's roles you know in, in in the family and and how at the end of the day like how everything is put together or glued together um before anything off squad thank you for las cheves <laughs> thank um, you these are i'm um, drinking the arch rufin cheers and which one are you drinking um what's it called lord zanate yeah mm. i've never had an ipa so it's very interesting what do you think I like it. I'm like a flavor it? girl. I love like knowing what's in it, like how it says it's um, piney and tropical. Mm. I like knowing what I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're actually uh, they're gonna start coming out with the summer like the seasonal like seltzers and mm. beers. So they have this one called a uh, uh, rico pepino, and then this other one is a uh, like watermelon flavor oh, one. Oh, nice. And those are like. You can actually add that to it, and yeah. they started also serving um, cocktails in there as well. So oh, nice. it's not that far from here. Uh, if you guys ever get a chance to go to the game, I recommend uh, doing the little pregame at Hop Squad. It's, it's pretty pretty good. Wow. Yeah. We might be going to a game soon. I just did a promo video for the Dallas yeah, rivalry game, and. Um, I am getting some free tickets, so we might head on over there. Nice, <laughs> nice. Thank you, Austin FC. For <laughs> it was I actually didn't notice about the video until earlier. I was uh, looking at it and I was like, "Wait, 
this sounds familiar. And I was like, oh, it's Tori. Yeah. Um, I know. I didn't even know she was doing it and it popped up or she had sent it. And I was like, why is she sending like a random like FC video out of nowhere? And I like listened to it. I was like, what the heck, Tori? It was was very last minute. And Um, that's not, I've never heard her talk that way, like in a very like passionate, like motivational speaking. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I want to be playing it when I wake up in the morning. Yeah. Like get yourself ready to go for the day. (laughs) Unfortunately, it was not you, but the result wasn't as we expected. A last minute loss. But hey, you know what? The fact that your 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 voice in that video is like narrative is there, yeah. it it'll stay forever. Yeah. And, <laughs> and one thing is, and not because I, I root for Austin FC, but I do say that we have the best when it comes to social media. We have probably like the best social media in the in the like in the league. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. from the you know from the team, but also from the supporters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, and the way that Austin FC just really uplifts local artists, I've never seen anyone like really just try to uplift so many artists from all kinds of genres. Uh, it feels like every event they do, there's like someone else just being highlighted and it's really refreshing to see. That is something that I, I admire from them. Um, and of course, like right now, the results are not the best. So there's a lot of questioning and, you know, the, the performance of the team and the players. But once you, you put yourself outside of the, the football and the organization, I mean, it, it's great because Mama Duke has been highlighted. Uh, I know you've also did the national anthem, yeah, right? Yeah, I did it twice. There you go. It was so scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was a, it was a, I was, this is the first time ever singing in front of that oh, yeah. big crowd. Yeah. I, the last time that I did it, I remember coming off of the field and my hands were stuck in this crab-like position and they were numb mm-hmm. and I couldn't move my arms. And even when I was holding the microphone, I was I couldn't feel my body. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I had a panic attack, but, wow. but I was still singing. Like I blacked yeah. out my body. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it was really awesome. Like... <laughs> Yeah, my body I hope everyone else everyone else's blackout experiences like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, did, did you uh, forget the lyrics or you just went through it? No, 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 I just I practiced a lot um and I just focused on like one spot in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um and I just had a lot of fun. I made sure to like soak up the moment, but I was really nervous cuz I was like in front of the players. Everyone in that room was like focusing on my voice. Yeah. Um, Did you have, I mean, you're, whenever you're playing in a, in a game, I mean, you're with 11, I mean, 10, like I say, you're one of the players, you have another 10 guys of your same team in there, and then you also have the other 11 there, so that kind of takes away the, the focus, but yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm sure singing the national anthem by yourself because it's like it's you right there. Like, and they put you on the big screen and you're facing the big screen. The, <laughs> so. But it was like it's only a minute long. It's a minute of your life. There we go. But it's the scariest minute. <laughs> hey, but you you did it twice. So I'm pretty sure you did something good. Yeah. yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> hey, you know what? One day, um, so before the game, there's usually uh, a heartbeat, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and I'm pretty sure one day you guys are gonna be in that watch. I know Sophia um, needs to do I it. I know that would be awesome. I she was. We that. were in marching band, and she, she yeah, would I did use those drums. drums. Yeah, yeah. No, but that'd be cool. I always watch them like 
on, let me touch it. <laughs> we're just waiting on, on the it. email. Yeah, we're waiting yeah. on the email, so no. <laughs> uh, Alfredo, if you're listening to this, <laughs> I, I know the, the tierras are, they're down this weekend. <laughs> we're yeah. always down. Let's get it done. Yeah, let's get it done. <laughs> they're already going to the game soon, so why not just yeah. right now? Yeah. Um, but then that's pretty cool. Uh, it, and I didn't get the memo, but actually I sent the memo, but I forgot to wear the jersey. <laughs> so, uh, but my boy Lima, you know, he gave it to me yeah. after the game because, oh, wow. well, the story about that one is uh, we went, we were playing Dallas and we were playing for the Copa Texas. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty tipsy by then. <laughs> and I'm pretty excited because we won. And I'm a type of person that I, I'm a, I, I'm a bit, I'm a giver. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hey, I don't have money right now, but. I, at this moment, I'm like, man, what can I give them back? And I'm like, I have my Murga jersey. So I just, like, took it off, and I threw it in the <laughs> wow. field. And then the security guy, like, he brought it, like, no, it's yours. Like, no, 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 this is my gift to them. But I was, <laughs> I was, I was pretty, like, I would say if I was sober, I would have not done it. <laughs> or I would have done it. And then, uh, and it happened. Uh, and Nick Lima, he picks it up, and he's like, here, here's, your, here's mine. I'm like, oh, oh cool. That's awesome. But for 10 seconds, I didn't have a shirt, and I'm like, okay, we're going to get back in the bus, and how am I going to go back <laughs> to, you know, to the house in a three-hour, you know, uh-huh. bus ride without a shirt? Mm-hmm. So wow. I ended up wearing that one. It was down to medium. I'm a large, you know. It's like, it's, it's a little crop. tight. It's a little tight. And I got home. I was smelling pretty bad, but I tell them I was smelling like Copa Texas. I didn't wash it. It's right there. So it. It's a lot nice. of pretty cool memories that, That's you know, awesome. you get, we get to live every weekend. Yeah. Um, but enough of Austin FC. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about your beginnings um, growing up. Where are you guys from originally? We're from Austin, Texas. We are fourth generation Mexican-American. Um, we've always lived in South Austin our whole lives. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, kind yeah. of never really left Central Texas. Okay. How uh living in, in like South Austin, how was your environment, where you guys grew up? What was it like? Yeah. Well, we come from a family that's very um appreciative of music. We're not our family wasn't really musicians, but they supported musicians in a really big way. Our great grandmother had a bar on was it it was Sixth Street? Yeah, Sixth Street. It was called the Green Spot. Mm. And um, her and my grandpa would invite musicians, a lot of Tejano musicians, to perform. Um, a lot of people that were just trying to make themselves known in the music industry back then. Um, and our dad was a DJ while we were growing up, so it was very common for us to follow him to his like quinceañeras, his weddings, his private parties, and to help him with the equipment and to just like go through his CD collection and dance around when he was rehearsing his like mixes and stuff um and of course our mom really just exposed us to a lot of different kinds of music from like the 70s and the 80s she was really into disco and stuff like that so we were always around music and I can't I kind of think that's why we were so drawn to it at a young age um and also you guys were exposed to not just music but also the environment Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's that's a that's some somehow that's crucial because you're going like your dad is taking you as a DJ you know everywhere you go um, and well everywhere he goes so 
y'all got to just experience what it was like, you know, on the weekends. Yeah. But also, I would say, like, the way that the audience reacted to him or, like, you know, the people at the party, that's what kind of, like, drawed us into this, too, is, like, the way that music can just change your emotion and, like, your mm -hmm. um, attitude. Like, you can go from, like, you know, shaking some, you know what, and then, like, a sad song, like, you know, you're just, like, reminiscing or whatever. Like, I don't know. That, like, really brought us in as well, I think. Yeah. It made us think, like, thinking back on it, I think it made me realize how cool my dad was yeah <laughs> like when you're a little kid and you see your dad is just captivating an audience mm -hmm. with the power of music you kind of just like want to get in on it um and there were times that we would go into the crowd and we would like mm -hmm. dance around too yeah. just like random kids at a party <laughs> yeah <laughs> they'd be like the wedding no kids allowed and then your dad was like on his rider i'm like nope <laughs> also get, like get the mexican parties were like taking a nap behind the dj booth <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's why we can, I can, like, fall asleep anywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what what uh, what uh type of music did you dad, your dad play when he was a DJ in the parties? It was literally everything. everything. Like, it was just, I mean, obviously up to the person who hired him, like, what their genre was. But since we went to so many, like, it was, like, either, like, like Mexican Spanish music or it was, like, country or it was, like, pop. pop. Yeah, it was everything, literally. And, like, that's why we're so open-minded when it comes to music, too, just because, like, we got so interested and we were surrounded by all these genres. Now that now we're just, like, listening to everything. We're not, yeah. we're not into just one thing. Yeah. He would be able to approach an event and already know what kind of flair he would put on the show, okay. like, what kind of extra songs he would surprise people mm -hmm. with. Um, and I think that we've also kind of adopted that because when we go to our shows – We'll be like, let's take this song off the set. Let's put this one because they might enjoy it more. Um, and or or we'll have like a set already written out, but then like mid show, Tori will just be like, oh, let's do this song instead, instead because it looks like the crowd will like yeah. enjoy it more, mm -hmm. which is like cool. We kind of like have that sense in us too, the way mm -hmm. our dad did, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. We were to read the room. That's yeah. Read I the mean, room. changing it in the spot. That's uh, me. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard, yeah. yeah. Because we're definitely those type of people who, like, want to, like, what is it? like? Follow the structure. Yes, follow. Yeah. We're very structured people. Yeah. But being in music and starting music has helped us become more flexible and, like, use our imagination and stuff, which we're, we weren't really used to, I think. We like to go by directions and everything. So, And we also feed off of the audience. Okay. So we always take that into account. Yeah, which, which is bad. Is, it's bad and good <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Some, sometimes people really enjoy your music, but they can just be like... Yeah, but know? they're enjoying yeah. it inside. Like a dead face, <laughs> but they're having the time of their life. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say uh, if you guys play after Los Curados, pretty much the crowd is already warmed up for y'all. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Oh, my yeah. God. Cheto, saludos. <laughs> now, actually, uh, the first time I, I got to uh, see you guys live, and I was like, dude, I got to have them. Uh, but it was busy. It was on Free Week. Mm. Uh, I heard of the name, and I, I you know, I was like, man, it's, it's, it's a pretty cool name. But um, that weekend, I made plans, like, you know what? I'm trying to make this podcast grow to where, you know, I bring in more more artists from, from Austin into the studio. So... I need to go out there and listen to the music. I don't want to just be like, hey, let me let me just go in and, and invite someone without really knowing them, not really knowing, you know, who who they are, or at least their craft. And I've, I've seen Chetos before, and, you know, I have a blast. And then I stayed there, and you guys started playing. 
they're like, hey, uh, who are they? Like, that's the Tierras. Like, oh, okay, I heard of them. And then and you guys sounded amazing. And they're like, yeah, we usually play almost sometimes in the same sets that, you know, yeah. or same yeah. evening. I'm like, that's pretty yeah. cool. And uh, he was he was saying more about it, and he was like, "Man, you, you should have them. Like, they would be a pretty good, pretty good, uh, like, guest for for the Whoa, podcast." That's awesome. So, I love their energy. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, he he reminds me of. I grew up with ska, um, uh -huh. and I grew up with that when I was yeah. when I was younger before I came to to Texas. So, whenever I, I hear that, it's kind of like it brings me back those oh, <laughs> those yeah. memories. Oh um, but. Like say reading the crowd, reading the room. Um, your dad being a DJ, he was a, a break dancer, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, he was a break dancer. I think like then I don't know what year, but <laughs> it was when, when we weren't even a thought. Yeah, when, <laughs> we, weren't, when we weren't alive. And <laughs> he traveled the world. Okay. He went to New York for competitions, and he was kind of like. The talk of the town too with his um b-boy group and i think they were even thinking about like starting it in the olympics too oh wow. was bringing break dancing which well, i think they are yeah now yeah. they are but like back then he was really like rooting for it but then you know he i don't really know what happened but it just no yeah so i think they they just put it into the olympics and in austin actually they were having like the tryouts and they mm. invited him to be a judge or a guest with all of his friends that are like kind of like our one of them is like our theos his name is ernie um yes. and but no he was a really cool break dancer he still yeah. is can't really spin on his head anymore <laughs> but he still like gets down he, he really does he, he, gets he pops down. Yeah. yeah he gets down <laughs> i uh i there's a movie called uh beat street I don't know. Oh, uh -huh. Yeah, oh our dad put that on. Like yeah. we were probably like really little. <laughs> DVD. He was like, "Sit down and watch this. Yes. Let me educate you." That was that was like my favorite movie for yeah. a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I was like in the 1990s when I was in California. That's when break dancing started coming up again, and you were everybody was wearing Adidas superstars or the. Uh -huh. You know the the track suits. Yeah, everybody was wearing. Our it. dad still has some, and he yeah. brings them out like they're all like you know kept in like really nice like in a bag or whatever. <laughs> he brings them out, and he's just like flexing it, but it looks so cool. Like I was like, damn, you you really that person? Like <laughs> you're cool, yeah. Man, that's cool. And and your mom, how like how was you know like your mom's dynamic? Uh, was she more like the you know like the like in la casa or? She went with him a few times, I think, and like yeah. she tells us stories about how girls would be like <laughs> throwing themselves at him. <laughs> yeah, she's and like, then, try it. <laughs> yeah, no, um, and that's definitely where I get my energy from too. I think. Yeah, yeah. That, that woman yeah. is sassy. She, yeah. but she also is a boss. <laughs> like she wasn't really in the home. Like she really has her. She was an entrepreneur. Mm. Um, she was like on TV selling like stuff and like making money and stuff she's always been like very like that mindset mm -hmm. she's always yeah she's always approached something and tries to see how she can make it bigger and more purposeful it's like with our music um it was very much just for like fun and creativity as children but i think she also had a bigger plan in mind mm -hmm. when she saw our talent and how um just connected we are as sisters and she didn't want to miss out on you know creating something that was you know big and beautiful um and here we are like in our 20s still doing what she nurtured us to love and yeah and to express ourselves through music so and she managed us for a very long time okay. and got us to where we are now and mm -hmm. still yeah. manages a lot of the different things that we do 
We're very grateful for her. Before us, she was managing our dad with his DJ business. So she's always been involved. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And I think it's crazy, too, that um, we hear a lot of stories about parents not supporting their, um, I guess, kids, like, in the musical, in their musical era. Mm -hmm. And, like, for us, we had the complete opposite. Like, our parents were more so, like, pushing us to do it when when we didn't think we were capable of it. Yeah. Um, and they still have just been right by our side this whole time, which is, like, a blessing. Yeah. It was hard, too, because, like, when we were doing shows, when we were, um, like, preteens and teenagers, we didn't see a lot of representation. Mm-hmm. And our parents didn't really let that get to our head. They kind of just kept pushing us to keep trying and to be representation for others because I think they kind of knew that in the future there would be other girls or kids, Latinos, that um, wanted to dream bigger in Mm -hmm. the musical kind of sense and that they could look to us for inspiration. Mm -hmm. And that's happened. We've had shows where, you know, little kids come up to us and Sophia gives them her drumsticks and I know I think I'm a little too generous I get excited I'm like yeah. here you have one you have one <laughs> giving, giving those things are kind of pricey yeah, you have like a bag you come in with a bag you start doing <laughs> yeah. the, the dummy ones <laughs> my dad's like chill out like you know how much those were I'm like sorry <laughs> yeah hey you know what lo que la gente pida um so talking about you know like say children like childhood and 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 how your parents were supportive having a mom that you know that gives you that back back up um and then your dad is just pretty much the one that hey dale uh yeah i think that's a a pretty good mix because you have the creative part of you know i'm pretty sure your dad you know yeah. brought a lot of creativity but you have your, your mom's you know like way of being organized or, or just mm-hmm. taking it to the next level the reason i'm saying it is because you can see it when uh i I'm I'm very I try to, I like to be a little visual when it comes to to bands when it comes to just general like say the theater is is a is a brand mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. also besides being a, a band so how how is portrayed to to the public that you know says a lot and when I was checking you guys uh, like website it's pretty neat straightforward mm-hmm. you know two taps and then I like how they have a little one page summary. Now, yeah. And gives a story of, you know, this is who we are and this yeah. is us. This is what we're about in our music. Yeah. And all in, in I would say, like a, a pretty good sequence of how, it, you know, well organized it is. Yeah. The pictures, um, every picture that you guys have, it, it's great. Um, and, the, and that lead, led to you guys uh, working with or collaborating with TikTok in, in mm-hmm. South by. So. Kudos to your parents for that. Oh, yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. We've realized how important marketing is. And I, I um, graduated with a marketing degree. Okay. Um, and I do try to use that towards our band um, because if it wasn't for, like, all that social media stuff, we probably wouldn't have had a lot of the opportunities we've gotten because social media is, like, freaking crazy. Like, it can get you a lot and get you yeah. really far. Um, and it's just really important the way you strategize your postings yeah. and everything like that. You have to adapt to the yeah. world that you're in because, um, like, in the very beginning, we were hesitant to post on social media yeah. because, I don't know, in a way, it was almost, like, embarrassing to be in a band and to always want the spotlight on you. And in school, like, I would walk through the hallways and girls would be like, famous Tori. Oh, my God, Tori has a gig. <laughs> um, yeah. Because, the, like, our 
like friends and classmates weren't doing that kind yeah. of life you know they weren't about that life <laughs> and yeah we're, um, we're very humble yeah and like posting yeah. on facebook promoting yourself when you're like 13 is just i don't know embarrassing in a way for me at least i'm, I'm like really introverted mm. and like i w- was more shy back then but we've we quickly learned um that even though you're creative and you love music you have to kind of become a brand an authentic brand right um if you want others to to come to your shows and to buy your music and buy your merch um and it's a whole formula and it's hard to stay consistent and to stay authentic too but we're all learning as we go yeah authenticity is a challenge because i mean if you look at it how many artists have we heard of that on the stage they're like this greatest person but once you meet them in person it's you know completely different um, but I would say it's, you know, just keeping true to yourself, you know, that's the best way to be authentic in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We always like when we meet people after shows, like we always try to be our kindest self, which is like not hard for us. You know, we're just, I mm. think we're all pretty kind people. Um, and it's like the best compliment when people are like, Oh my gosh, we loved meeting you. Like you guys were so nice. So welcoming to us. Like we try, we, it's hard because there's always like a huge line so we want to have conversations with people and keep talking and talking but we can't because there's so many people but we want to give them their time because they gave us you know their time to come see us and everything yeah Yeah. we're also just so grateful because there's so much like hard work um and energy that goes into playing a show or writing music or going to the studio and then you finally do it and then you see your fans coming up to you and telling them and you, uh, they're telling you, like, stories about how your music helps them throughout a workout, mm. throughout a day, throughout a hard time in their life. And you just realize, like, oh, this is what it was for. Like, you're just yeah. so full of love. I think we had gotten a DM from this girl who was like, I listened to your music when I was walking um, in my campus, like, at college from class to class. And when I had, like, hard days or, you know, exam week or whatever, she was like, and your music is what got me through. And I was like, that's insane that it's our like, music does like that for people. We have, like, five songs on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> album coming we're, Yeah, we're trying, we're trying to release more. But it was, <laughs> it was crazy to read that. Like, our music yeah. is doing that for people. Which it hasn't really like hit me yet. But, yeah. I was talking to a comedian, uh, Carlos Vallarta. Saludos. Uh, he's he's pretty well known, like in in the Hispanic community. Uh, and I was just telling them because he he has a huge following, like over two hundred thousand. And then he's done several Netflix specials. And we were talking. I'm like, you know, um, I I appreciate, and the reason why I really wanted to, you know do the best I can to, to have a conversation with you is because you, every time after a show, like you're willing to go take a picture with someone, you know, even if you're rushing, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. but you're, you do it. And I'm going to tell them, you know how someone maybe like that looks up to you, especially like in this side of the border that, you know, they can't go back to Mexico, but they grew up, where, you know, close to where you're from or their similar background, how impactful that is. It's like, I never n- noticed that. Yeah. And I like, and, Everything. The reason why I'm saying it is because he's 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 he was in Austin for the Moon Tower Festival to like I would say now he's sold out in, in almost every weekend here in the U.S. Wow. and his next special is gonna be released uh, in a couple of this week this weekend. So in L.A., so I'm, I'm like a lot of it just goes with with you know like the gra- the grassroots of just being authentic mm-hmm. and 
He's like, man, sometimes I'm tired, but I'm like, I got to do it just because they're showing up. It goes a long way. It goes a long way, too, because they go and go home and tell their friends to come to his show, and it just grows and grows and grows. Do you guys ever feel like, man, today I'm tired, but I have to do it? Oh, yeah. 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 Almost all the time. I think Tiffany can answer that one. Yeah, I've had a few shows where I go work, and then I, like, rush to our show, and I'm, like, so tired, but... Like, I'll be tired, and but then as soon as I'm on the stage and, like, I get into it and I'm having fun and I see everybody having fun, you know? Yeah. I forget I'm tired. And there's times where, like, we'll have a really late show and then I'll have work the next morning, but we still take the show because it genuinely, like, makes us so happy and it's really awesome connecting with the fans and the music. Um, but it is tiring. Like, <laughs> there's yeah. so much anticipation that goes before the show, and then after you have so much adrenaline, and it's hard to go to sleep, and it's hard to stop thinking about it. Um, but it's a beautiful cycle. Because your mind just mm-hmm. wanders around yeah. and around and around. Yeah. Um, before any show, like, what is y'all's typical, like, I would say, ritual? Or do you guys have anything where, like, you know what, I... I do this for like five seconds or I I take this shot or, you know, I smoke this, whatever. (laughs) I think, oh, do you want to, do you have anything? Well, for me personally, I just like to have some amount of quiet time to myself just Mm. because I am um, kind of like an introverted person and I know I'm going to be in a club setting or a bar setting or just a setting where there's a lot of people and a lot of energy And I'm going to have to socialize because that's what comes with this. And I'm going to have to put myself out there um, because that's what I'm here to do. Um, But I just either meditate or I find time to go to the bathroom before and like stare at myself in the mirror and remember who I am. (laughs) But that's just me. (laughs) Tori. No, literally. You got this. (laughs) Nice. And I'll definitely say shout out to like all the like venues that give us drink tickets. There we go. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> like for the before and the after. Like it's a good like you know Stop. chill yeah. moment. And like also gigging is our time to let loose too. Like you know after like a long week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like so after playing we we know we're chilling and stuff. So yeah, definitely. Thank you for that. Um, I don't know. I feel like when we are able to like play after band, I like to be there and like vibe with what they've got um going on and like you know get in the moment and i just i like to see people's what what show that they put on before ours it's just nice to like you know like sophia said we it's it's um you know it's a career for us but also mm-hmm. it's like a time for us to relax and enjoy what people's art is as well mm-hmm. so that kind of just puts me in the mood to like, okay, you know, like this is awesome. Like we're all sharing this like space and moment. So, and then, you know, it pumps me up a little bit. You also yeah. learn from them too. Yeah. Like you see how they go into the next song. You see how they hype up the crowd and you take inspiration from whatever, you know, mm-hmm. clings to you. So That's good. That's good. Um, and then have you guys ever had a moment where, you know what? I had a little bit too much much to drink. <laughs> and I can for sure Never perform. Before. No. Never before show because we we started playing when we were like very young, so we were always like 
performing wherever we could. And that was also like in bars. Mm. And I think in Texas, it's legal to go into a bar if your parents there, like for business reasons, I guess. We have been kicked out of bars because I was underage, (laughs) not because we were drinking too much. We get off stage, like, okay, you gotta go. I know. But no, we were, we saw like how um, connected the music kind of life musical life and gigging life is to substances and we've seen the danger of it we've seen um it get really far and we've even seen people give us contracts for shows where it says we can't have any drinks before because there's a liability and you never know what can happen um and our dad too has also like kind of been like you see mm-hmm. what this Tori? world is. No, Tori, no, Tori. <laughs> no but, but it really is all about balance, and yeah. we stay aware of the dangers mm-hmm. of it. So that's good. But it is fun. Drink after, responsibly. After you, <laughs> after you get off of the stage, you clock out. Yeah. Ahí. Clock out for the day. You're dancing. Taka taka taka. I have one. Uh, it wasn't alcohol, but I was. I was pretty. I usually try to train or work out before I, you know, re-record. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm hungry. And this one day I ordered, man, I would say like five de carnitas. Ooh. Man, like I felt it like so over hungry. here. <laughs> and I'm, I'm talking like, and, and I felt bad because every time I talked, I was like. <laughs> oh and I was just like burping it out. But no, yeah, we can't eat. I can't eat yeah. before shows because oh, yeah. I burp in the microphone. Yeah. And I can't yeah. do that. So you're doing a masa de repente. Shit comes out. No, yeah, that's like that's something too. I remember one time, what was it? It was recently. We had a gig like at midnight, mm-hmm. and we were all chilling that day together. And we we're like, no, we can't go do this because we have a gig at midnight. Like, let's just stay in the house. <laughs> yeah, like the no, we can't. Day. It was like literally three, like three p.m. <laughs> and like, no, let's just chill out. You know, we have a gig. Calm down. Like, you can't go eat. You, you have to eat snacks. <laughs> it's the only thing you think about. It's like when you have a shift at like four p.m., but like you can't do anything for the whole day. Yeah, <laughs> literally, yeah. yeah. But afterwards, it's like I would say maybe the the sometimes it's just the the fact that after you're done performing, like oh, it feels good. Yeah, it feels accomplished. Yeah, because yeah. I get really nervous yeah. like before shows. Yeah, and Tori still gets nervous. <laughs> I'm yeah. like shaking. I'm but like, she's in the front, so I understand. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand because I'm in the back, but I could yeah. see why you would get nervous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and uh like a little bit more of the of, of you know like say when when you guys started uh tiffany when was the first time you picked up the bass um first i had picked up where i played the piano um and i was taking like piano lessons with my grandma and um then my sister started playing their own instruments and i think i was probably like 10 years old when I picked up the bass 10 mm-hmm. or 11 and um and I did I just hated it yeah. <laughs> I hated it at first and um I just I felt like the the strings were too big and it kind of felt like the Selena movie where like <laughs> she's like when like she's in the drums like she's just like this is for boys like you know I and know. I kind of <laughs> felt like that I was just like I want to be the guitar player. I want to be the singer. Like she wanted to be more feminine. We used to play Guitar Hero a lot. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Tiffany would be the guitar player. I would be the singer, yeah. and Sophia yeah. would play the drums. And like I don't know, I just I was like I want to do something. Like this is just so like I'm not feeling it. And then like we would play, and like my dad's like, no, you can do it. Like 
no, you can do it. And like, I just got tired of it. And I went back to piano for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was playing my parts on the piano, on the keyboard. And then I was like, no, it just doesn't we sound don't look right. Cool. We don't look cool. We don't look cool. <laughs> it doesn't sound right. Like, I'm not like, I'm just, I felt like I wasn't getting into it. And then I picked the bass up again and I was like, okay, yeah, this feels good. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to hear like that that's her story because now when you see her on stage, mm-hmm. this girl be getting down on stage. Her. She's like doing all this, dun, like dun, dun, yeah. literally, like you know, she's going at it, yeah. which is like crazy because she was not face. like that yeah. in the beginning. I mean, yeah. me and Tiffany, because we had really small hands back then. And when we would go into Guitar Center, that store where you buy all the gear, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the workers, I would like sit down with the guitar and the workers would be like, honey, you're too small for that. <laughs> my dad would get a guitar and they would be like no look at this one and it's like a little purple shiny guitar for kids <laughs> i'm like fair enough but like i'm working up to something bigger than this yeah. um, i remember too when i went to guitar center i was on like a drum set just trying it out and i was playing isn't she lovely because i remember i knew that song so well in the beginning um and then this like um Worker came up. He was like, "Oh, like maybe try it on this one." And it was an electric drum set. Which yeah. I don't know if you know what <laughs> you that can't is, hear it. but yeah. you can't hear anything, so you gotta put headphones on. So I was like, "Okay, that's a little insulting. <laughs> I'm not buying from your um, store today." <laughs> but so, don't even have a wallet or money. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Ever since, no more guitar center. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no wait, guitar center. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Wait, wait, just wait, kidding. We love you now. We just, we just had those little memories. <laughs> it was back in the days. You know, a work in progress. So, yeah. I mean, if you want to send something. Oh you know. yeah. And then uh, the drums, Sophia, when did you first started picking it up? Um, I've kind of turned everything when I was little into it, like a drum set. So I would just bang on everything, to be honest. And you can ask them because they still to this day, they're like, shut up. I mean, sorry, can I say that? Yeah, yeah. You, oh, can, say, you can say the cuss words. Uh, okay. <laughs> Shoot. They're like, shut up. <laughs> um. I don't know. It's like literally in me. I'm just always banging on something. Yeah. And um, so my parents decided to give me lessons, like just on like a snare pad, you know, learning basic beats. And then I turned it into like the drum set mm-hmm. and everything just fell into place. Like it was perfect for me. So I love banging on things. So I, it was meant to be. It was it was a relationship like right away. Yeah. Yeah. It was for sure. a love at first sight. Yeah. I love at <laughs> first sight to be honest. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Tori. Um, yeah. For me, I. Well, first, I remember Sophia got a little blue guitar for Christmas or something. Oh, yeah. And I was really jealous of her because at the <laughs> at the moment, I really loved Hannah Montana. And I was... In, she had a whole ass... I mean, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you can say cuss words. No, I know, but, like, my parents are going to listen to this. <laughs> I mean, I your song is called Chingona, so... I <laughs> but she had a whole um, blonde wig in her room. <laughs> she was just... Become Hannah Montana out of nowhere. I begged my mom for that blonde (laughs) wig. (laughs) Um, But anyways, I was really into like female artists like Hannah Montana. Um, Getting into Taylor Swift, like um, you know all that kind of all that kind of stuff. And um, I would steal like her guitar and just like look at it or just be. I was really enthralled by it. But then when I was like eight years old, Mm. we had music class. (laughs) (laughs) We had music class. And my teacher at the time, he uh, brought out a guitar and he was playing the Beatles. And I was really like just super, super like hypnotized by the music. And I was like, what is this? And at the time I was very shy. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to look at anyone or talk to anyone. 
But I went home and I told my mom about it and she was like, well, we're going to put you in lessons. And I was like, no, 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 but I really wanted it. And so she like bugged the teacher for mm-hmm. it. Um, and so I would go and I would take lessons for like 20 minutes after school and it mm-hmm. wasn't allowed because it was like a separate kind of thing from the school. Don't get, don't let us get in trouble now. <laughs> but, um, no, I would just walk around with the with the guitar that I borrowed from school. I would take it home. I would just, like, play around with it. Um, and at the time, we were all in lessons at the same time. So I think that's when um, our parents were like, let's just put them into lessons together and see what happens. Um, so then we had started playing covers by the Beatles, mm-hmm. Here Comes the Sun, um, Stevie Wonder, a lot of different, like, pop hits from the 2000s. Um, and then we started finding our own little voice that was always there with the music and mm-hmm. started writing rock songs in collaboration with um, some instructors. And then we just grew from there. Man, at a young age, it's like, let me, let me put them together. Because imagine if the lessons would have just been kept separate. Yeah. yeah. I can't even imagine what our life <laughs> would be like if our parents never got that light bulb to put us or together. like if we were in our own like bands like if we weren't in a band together but we were just like in our separate bands like that would be weird no have you ever thought about in that? a parallel universe <laughs> that's kind of scary like seeing each other at a gig be like oh hey how's your band doing Ooh. my band's better than yours <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> this is like a comfort thing i think for us to be in a band together yeah, yeah. just being sisters like yeah. and getting to experience it together is so cool like I don't know. We have so many memories that are attached with each other. And the dynamic on stage is so much better, even though we've, we haven't really known different. But mm-hmm. it's almost like we're telepathic in a way. Um, we, like, communicate when we want to finish a song, when we want to really get into a song. And I'm sure that other, like, musicians have that too. But we have this, like, blood DNA connection. Yeah. <laughs> Which is deeper i'm sure yeah and like i we've talked to other bands and stuff like that aren't family and it's a lot more difficult because i would say like if you know someone's not doing something right or they're not prioritizing something right like we'll get on each other's ass like you know Mm -hmm. but and like in another group you probably be a little more like hesitant to do that and like try to like fix your words to be more appropriate but like for us we'll just you know say something on the spot doesn't matter so we're sisters and we'll get over it like quickly and we trust each other yeah and and through the music like knowing i'm kind of like the main lyrical writer Mm. and just knowing my sister's stories and how connected we are i put their point of view also with mine and it kind of works out with like soy chingona we were going through an era where we were learning about empowerment by a lot of powerful women powerful women in our community Mm. and (laughs) and um (laughs) Yeah, I just was I just wanted to create like an affirmation song um with everyone in mind and it feels good to be able to uplift my sisters too on stage. Um cuz it's like every night that we perform we're basically just reminding ourselves and everybody that we're badasses and we're yeah. powerful and, and to remember where we came from and and where we're going. So and uh one thing that I noticed is you guys all share the spotlight. It's not you know, Tori's band, it's not Sofia's band, it's not Tiffany's band, it's the Tierras. Yeah. Yeah, you're lead singing it, you're, I'm pretty sure, you know, you're, you're writing it, but you're writing it thinking, okay, I'm thinking of what my sisters are thinking because we've done this for so long. 
I'm pretty sure they're gonna like this. Or you guys have inputs on her, like, hey, can be like or yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. We, <laughs> I'm not scared to tell her. Yeah, like, like um, we need to shorten that up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, you, you went off. <laughs> you really went off there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the other thing. That's the other benefit. Like, if I'm bringing them a song, they're gonna give me their honest advice and mm. not hold anything back because they know how to be honest with me and um how to like help me get better at what i'm doing so yeah Yeah. is there a point like where you guys come to i would say uh an artist like roadblock where man it's just not clicking or like say Mm -hmm. personally when you're you're playing or or even you're you know you're performing you forget a song does that happen Let me tell you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, we've all had those moments. Yeah. Every musician has. Yeah, every mm-hmm. musician does. But, like, even just thinking about it right now, I'm, like, getting so cringe. Because it's a hard thing to get, like, through during the show. Because I'm sure you notice it more than the crowd does. So you're, like, <laughs> I know, like, when it happens to me, like, I'll be jamming. And then, like, if I do forget something or, like, I messed up the beat really bad, I honestly just start to look down because I get so nervous. <laughs> and I'm just, like, no, like when, we were, when we were younger, like, obviously, we would have a lot of hiccups because we were always so nervous yeah. as kids. And we were also still learning the songs and playing <laughs> shows at the same time. Yeah. But we would make faces. And our parents, after the show, would be like, why did you make that face? Like, yeah. everyone knows that you messed up. Mm-hmm. Like, teaching us how to be performers. <laughs> so now, yeah. if we mess up on something, um, we just pretend like it never happened. <laughs> yeah. But... I think mainly now we we know our music, we know the songs, we know mm-hmm. how to be comfortable on stage, but there's times where like I'll get in my head so much mm-hmm. and I'll have like this little voice in me that's like you're going to forget that guitar solo. That would be so crazy if you did. And you just have to for like really just like hype up your inner self and be like, "You know what? I'm confident. I'm having fun. I don't need to feed these thoughts." Yeah. Um but it is it's hard sometimes when you're stuck in your head and you you do mess up because your mind is powerful. Yeah. That is true. Um, I would say sometimes the mind can be tricky on when you're doing something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, like, say, here, for example, a lot of the times is I have something in mind. I usually try not to look at the notes. Mm-hmm. I, I like to just talk, but I, I try to study everything as I'm doing the outline. Yeah. So I already know what, I, what I'm talking about, but there's times that I forget and I'm just like, <laughs> no, I, I always think about that so. like for interviewers, like how do they always know what to say? Like even if the, yeah. the person that's being interviewed has nothing to give, like you know? Yeah. <laughs> it it just comes with I don't know. I i from I would say it it you, you already kinda know like where the the uh like the vibe or you try to read the person, you know, when they're talking mainly because I don't wanna be saying like, you know, like with my friends the jokes that I would say with my friends, I'm not going to say them and, you know, with yeah. someone that I know, you know, or I'm just like now meeting where it can just be, I don't know. Um, some, I know like this person, if I say this, it's going to like, especially when you talk about soccer, it could mm-hmm. be very, you know, macho oriented. It can turn yeah. into a fight. So yeah. the goal is to like, how can we talk about it without getting into it? Or if yeah. we disagree about it, the point of view is, you know, yeah. but it's just reading, reading the, the room sometimes that yeah. that's that's what helps it's a very good skill to have yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i've had like maybe just once where i i uh i i think i was just nervous and i was like i, I just went on and on and on and i'm like they're like what did you say and i'm like i have no idea <laughs> and that's when i'm like that's my comeback i'm like 
like honestly forgot what I was gonna ask you, but yeah. you know, let's talk about something else. Yeah. But it, it just it is it is part of the I think it's part of the show. Um, I'm pretty sure you know you guys won't be you won't you won't have a, a moment where you you know as you get you get you know in a different place, bigger stages, you're gonna forget it, and people are not gonna notice, and it's gonna be yeah. fine. But yeah, but not I'm I'm excited to to see where like the theaters are gonna go in the future. Like that's Me too. like say <laughs> yeah. And then, like, say, um, TikTok, for example, talking about marketing, you know, like, TikTok is a big brand. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have millions of people consuming that, you know, that app, music, you know. Hopefully, one day, I see you guys at Coachella. Oh, my gosh. That will be. Or even ACL. Or ACL. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was pretty, I was like, how come, you know, the tierras, they're not, like, in there. I was, I was pretty pissed off at the yeah. line at, at the, uh. At the lineup, lineup yeah. this year, and it's yeah, just like, I heard a lot of people are upset about it. It's like, wait, lo mismo, like you know. We're just, yeah. I mean, I think I like. think we're we're kind of moving forward, but there's a lot of work to do, um, and that's why I emphasized how Austin FC is mm -hmm. really supporting the artists, the local artists, um, and giving them opportunities to like narrate a promo video. I never thought I would be able to like use my voice in that way, not singing, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and just because it, Austin FC is so community oriented and has so much pride in the like the Latino culture, just the music culture, the Austin culture, it's really, really beautiful to see. And I hope that every single part of Austin learns from that. So that that's the one thing that, you know, if Austin is not careful, it can, oh, yeah. you know, you can disconnect Yeah, because you're not you're not going back to the place that made you Austin. You know, you're, mm -hmm. I mean, you're not, it's not like you're selling yourself to, to, you know, to the devil, but you're not emphasizing on who you were. You're emphasizing more on making all this, buildings grow. Mm -hmm. But then again, you have like people on the east side that can barely afford a house, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And talking more like in the, in the, you know, I would say linking to the empowering part. Um, how, how crucial is for you guys to, write and play music that is empowering for anyone that doesn't have a voice or doesn't you know it's hard for them to 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 have like to voice their opinion especially in the latino community yeah. immigrants for example we're dealing with a lot of stuff that people want to say but mm -hmm. they're afraid of saying it and like mm -hmm. nah like i mean you don't want to be disrespectful but you also have to point out like hey there's this problems that are going on like what is something like in your music you're 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 striving to do well, I mean, we our first mission within our music was to be a voice for those that couldn't be with one for themselves. And our parents taught us that mm -hmm. um, that it, that was really important. And there was a time around 2016 with the election mm -hmm. and the whole political atmosphere changing that we kind of had to step back because we were also in pain seeing a lot of people like us being tormented and being judged and stereotyped and killed and all these horrible things. And we were over here, like, you know, still growing up and still trying to figure out our voice with music. And so then we just figured out that, you know, we're on a stage and we're, we're being perceived by so many different people, especially young people that are very, very, they're like sponges. And so we started talking about voting. We started talking about issues like like all, all kinds of issues. And um, 
like I was attending marches at the time. I was really seeing the groundwork of a lot of these organizations. And we wrote the song, Leave It to the People, which was about unity and how um, you just have to leave it to the people to get the job done and, and how so much has been taking f- taken from us over the years and learning about your history as a Mexican-American mm-hmm. um, and how you were you were just lucky to be born here and how there's some people that weren't and they have to face so many struggles just to just to be somewhere that you are, you know? And so we gained a lot of empathy and started putting that in our music and telling people to support these issues and to go out there and vote and to have those difficult conversations. And we had them with our own family because we were like, okay, we're doing this on stage. We probably should actually like talk to our grandparents or talk to our parents about unlearning things that they grew up around Mm. and so we also try to do that with our music because that's who we were um and then came like uh, let love free which was like my coming out song because i realized i was gay from a very young age but being mexican in a mexican family when you're gay is very hard Mm. so then i went to music for that i went to my sisters for that um we, we released that and we have people coming to our shows thanking us for being that voice and you know putting a song out there like that and with they don't see us that i wrote that during the summer where the black lives matter movement was very very heightened and um felt like people of color were invisible and like we didn't have a seat at the table and if we did we were often overshadowed and so we have a lot of those like under undertones in our music but we try to make people dance and think about the lyrics and have fun at the shows. But overall, there's a bigger message. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that's like, yeah. it's good the way we do that because like um, we never really were educated on politics and stuff like that because it's just, like you said, an uncomfortable like um, topic to talk about. Mm-hmm. But when you're presented with it through music and like a nice beat, and like you get to dance and have fun with it you are like gonna listen to it more you're gonna think about it more it's gonna open your mind while you're having a good time like i think it's the best combination and with our music now um like during that era of like the 2016 to like 2020 we were definitely very focusing on that message um but now we have like our fan base. We like caught everyone now. <laughs> They're listening to us. So we're just exploring our voices through just, you know, experiencing womanhood and writing music about that, writing music about music about love, but also empowerment. Um, and so now that we're almost like public figures in a way, we're using our influence to try to get involved with different spaces that are uplifting queer people and people of color. Um so it's a, it definitely is like a journey, but that's where we start with being a voice for those that can't be one for themselves. It's like, um, you know, LGBTQ plus communities and people of color, there are the two communities right now that I feel like they're going through a lot of issues that we shouldn't be going through. And we're going to look at anything that's happening now decades from now oh, yeah. and then we're gonna realize how you know excuse my friends we're like how th- fucked up we were you know how, how fucked up society was to mm-hmm. to people that you know like yeah they just need the opportunity or they just need to be free and they yeah. just need to be seen as human because there's a lot exactly. of exactly 
like the trans issues that are happening right now like hurts our heart and we try to talk about it with our family and with each other because i mean no one really talks about it and that's why everyone's so uncomfortable and that's mm -hmm. why these people are being pushed away because we don't understand each other but with things like that music is always there to to comfort and to teach so that's good i'm pretty sure the you know vision uh for you guys even just be for for music and, and that and that really lifts a footprint in music in, in in like generations to come because when you're focusing on things that really matter of course we all want to have fun you know we can have fun but also be mindful of hey this is going on in the world mm -hmm. um for example the rock and roll era you know all these eras they were born out of out of yeah. re rebellion so, I mean, it's not like this is, you know, a rebellion, but it's just more like a, I would say, a, hey. Awareness. Awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because people are going through stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and if we don't point out these issues, you know, like maybe through conversation, I'm pretty sure through music, everybody likes music. It's going to be a little bit easier to, oh, okay, now yeah. I know why, you know, now I know why yeah. you're thinking this way. But we definitely got, like, some hate for it in the beginning just because everyone thought we were a pretty set of three young girls to look at and to watch. And then we started stating our opinions mm. and saying, like, what everyone was doing was wrong and people wanted us to stay out of politics and stay in music. But we were like, politics, this is just... Our it's society brain. like this yeah. is what yeah. we're talking about it was a great filter for us like yeah to filter out all the people we didn't need <laughs> like get out of our freaking social media yeah. yeah but also being like um like women in this music industry is hard mm -hmm. because there's a lot of barriers we've had to break through um being mexican-american and having that dual identity that you know we can't help we weren't we're, we were never really taught spanish we didn't speak it growing up um so we kind of get made fun of sometimes for that but we love singing and i love singing in spanish i love writing in spanish and we're slowly but surely learning it yeah. <laughs> um but no definitely being in that kind of scene where we have late night shows and there's a lot of dudes walking around they're drunk they don't know boundaries we've made it a point to like keep each other safe mm. and like make it like a safe space for women at our shows like i hope everyone knows that they're in a safe space and if something's happening like we're gonna make sure if we know about it to make sure that we stop it yeah. yeah um like in with our song soy chingona like where we try to get on the reclamation movement people are trying to reclaim that word um because we are badass because we do a lot and we want to yeah. honor those women that paved the way for us um and it's funny because our grandma she heard that we were singing the song called soy chingona and, and we <laughs> <laughs> yeah we put her in the music video yeah. she's like side eye like what are you doing <laughs> and like on set during the lunch break she was like she talked to me she pulled me aside she was like so you know this is a bad word right and i was like <laughs> what you're already here like why are you telling me now like <laughs> but she was like um in high school we would call the girls that were like on their worst behavior that were getting in fights the chinguanas mm -hmm. like you know and i was like oh, i didn't know that but i know that this generation is trying to to take it back and to put a new mm -hmm. meaning around it um 
and we're taking inspiration from you, our older generation, because you you put us here and you put us here to to keep going up and to yeah. advocate. So and I was like, oh, thank you. And then, okay, I'm down. <laughs> she's like, yeah. oh, it's still a bad word. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's yeah. like, uh, <laughs> no, she's she calls us chingonas when we yeah, go. Yeah. They're like, hi, chingonas. Llegaron las chingonas. That's cool. That's cool. And I was gonna say, like, uh, one thing that I had is you, you pretty much answered it. It's just like, as, as a Latino woman in the music industry, I mean, what is the challenge? And, you know, yeah, you're just like you pointed out some of it already. There's a lot of power that comes with it because, I mean, as Latinas, we're very passionate and we have a lot to say. We love helping each other out. We have so many traits about us that are beautiful, but a lot of people look past that because they look at how your body looks, how you do your makeup, um, whether or not you speak Spanish. Do you know how to cook? Like all those kinds of things that come with being a woman. Um, but we just, I don't know. It, it, we've always been this way, you know? We've always been playing music as women. And so it's like we don't really know any different. But in the beginning, um, we were entering like the Tejano scene because that's where we got the most of our shows because, you know, a lot of the those festivals invited us as young women to uplift mm -hmm. the next generation that was coming. But... Um, we definitely saw the ego behind the stage, basically just hanging out back there and then seeing a lot of men kind of like look at us like, what are they doing here? Why did they get, why are they opening for us or why are they playing yeah. after us? Why are they getting paid to be here like their kids, you know? Um, so we saw that from a very young age and we kind of almost had to put a protective shield on each other and always look out for one another. But we had our parents there to, tell us what was going on because yeah. when you're a kid you don't really know what the hell is going on <laughs> and that's good how your your dad is letting you know what's going on like you're not just oh yeah, yeah everything will be okay let's go dance but then yeah. after you're done like someone can do something stupid or you know yeah. say something stupid but the mm -hmm. fact that you're aware of like okay this person is or he'll yeah. like he'll kind of see us he would see us get nervous and almost try to pull back from our power. And he'll, he'll be like, go put on that show. Like, go show him what you're doing. Or go say hi to that person. Like, even though he knew that they were probably talking crap about us, yeah. he was like, go say hi to them. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, you know? even, like, if he noticed us being, like, you know, un, un, um, just feeling that, that, that um, feeling from the crowd of not being really engaged in what we were putting on on our show, he would go out there in the front and, like, be funny and like make faces and stuff so that we were like Aww, you know smiling yeah. and like back into it like okay no let's like let's get back on track like don't don't let don't no, stay no in your head you. yeah yeah as uh, uh it reminds me of diego fagundes his dad uh he's a pretty good friend of mine and he was telling me diego's the, the player of fascinacy he was telling me like what is something you tell diego and he's like you know i tell diego before every game, because they see each other every game, and, and before he walks to, you know, to, like, to the stadium, and, and he's like, before every game, I tell him to, Diego, smile. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh. and, and <laughs> That's what like, our dad would tell yeah. us. Yeah. And, and he's like, um, he's like, the day you don't want to do it anymore, you're not having fun, that's where you stop. But he, while you're at it, just yeah. go out and have fun. Yeah. I mean, because people can tell when you're not having fun on mm -hmm. stage, and they also don't want to engage, mm -hmm. but... You kind of you can trick yourself into having fun if you smile. Sometimes. 
Yeah, <laughs> it works. There you go. Hey, yeah. when you're training, you're like, ah, <laughs> see <laughs> like that. No, I I met um Brad the goalie. Stewart. Yeah, uh, I met him. Un besote. He's my boy. Yeah, at a work event, he came. He was like a special guest, and I met him. But I heard some of the guys talking about how he doesn't have a lot of time throughout the week to to be active in what he's wanting to do um, because he has to rest and recover from all of the work he's yeah. doing. And he just plays video games and stuff. And I'm like, wow, I'm like hard work. Just <laughs> like, I don't know. Athletes are on another level. They're actually um, – there's about – I don't know if you heard of the, the, the organization. They're going to have an event in, mid, I think, June 11th. And it's for, for like, Equality Texas. Um Brad Stewart, pretty much, he goes there every year. I think he's part of the board. And basically, he just, people pay, like, to go, and he takes pictures with everyone. And that's, I mean, that's how, I I, I don't really, like, get close to the players. We're like, oh, my God, you're my buddy. But there's some players that you know, like, hey, how you doing? He was and so down to earth. Oh, man, that guy is super down to earth. Yeah. Um, and he's very into, like, he wants to be involved in community stuff. Whenever the blackouts happened, he was always, you know, t- tweeting about, you know, the power outages and the problems that we have in infrastructure, you know, mm-hmm. everything has to do with trans and what happened in the Capitol a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. His wife is also putting something out there. They're very involved in the community. And I think that's the reason why, like, I, I appreciate him as a player, but also I respect him as a human being. I mean, yeah. and I'm not saying I don't respect the other guys, but it's just, you know, like being involved where you don't have to. That says like the quality of person you are. Yeah, um, exactly, exactly. Um, but let let me uh, let's get to know a little bit about y'all's uh, music because you guys have uh, five singles or six. Um, probably five. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> let's see. You guys have uh, they don't see us. Yes, that's one. Soy chingona. La negra Tomasa from Caifanes. That's 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 a jam right there. Um. Cumbia en el cielo uh-huh. and let let love free. Uh-huh. Is that six? Man, that's I lost count. Was that seven? <laughs> that's five. Okay, five. Yeah, <laughs> that's five. Oh yeah, well, like the most recent. Oh, ones. most recent. And so chingona is the most recent one, or which one? Um, our uh, most recent la release negra was la negra tomasa. Mm-hmm. Um, so chronologically, which one came out first uh, out of those? Um, out of those. Soy Chingona came out first. Okay. Yeah. That was like uh, around the time that we were getting signed with a label and a management. And that was like the first song that we were going to, you know, make with them and then put out into the world and see what else we were going to do from from there. Um, yeah. That was a really fun song to make. Soy Chingona. I mean, just the name of it. It's, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like cuss words. And it, I, I grew up Christian yeah. and not... Not even able to say it now. I'm like, man, I enjoy cuss words. <laughs> you know, when it, the day of the release, we looked on Apple Music and oh, yeah. it was bleeped out with the stars. Like it said, soy, um, C. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, <laughs> I, like is this really a bad word? Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. It still like that but now. Like for that song, when um, I'm going through like our social media stuff, like, we have people using it, like, in the morning, like, when they have, like, they're taking pictures of, like, their planner and stuff, and they're, like, getting, like, chinguana vibes started for themselves. I'm like, that's yeah. so cool. It's, like, an empowering song for a lot of people. 
or like they're working out. I remember this one like lady, she was like a fitness influencer and she's like pretty big. And oh, uh, the WWE player? Yeah. Player, uh, fighter? Fighter, yeah. She, Raquel. She was like doing like some workout and she had that song playing in her reel. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? like hundreds of thousands of That's views. huge. I know. I was like, Okay, I know. <laughs> Let like, me take it to the moment. It's, it's so cool when you create something. <laughs> when you create something, and then you see other people using it, yeah. like especially with the TikTok thing. Like yeah. when we started posting on there, um, yeah. we didn't want to go on TikTok because we were like it's an addictive app. Like there's too many people on there. But then, well, like and also everyone like does not care. Like they'll judge you, and it doesn't matter. And yeah, we were scared of, of that. There's a lot we of were scared of that. And we we do get hate because it's TikTok and it's social media. Yeah. Yeah. But we posted, like, um, our cover of La Negra Tomasa. We we had created, like, a jam session in the middle of it. We posted that. And we put, like, the hashtag psychedelic cumbia and, mm. like, the tiaras and sister band. Blah, blah, and it blew hashtag up. Hashtag FYP. Yeah. <laughs> and we got so many likes and so many views. So we kept posting random things. And we got so many new fans. And it was very scary. Because we were like, oh, like, even though this is what we've been working for, this means we have people watching us yeah, yeah. and we need to keep going. Yeah. Um, but shout out to TikTok because they like harassed us into releasing La Negra Tomasa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that so app is cool. freaking crazy. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I, I have, I started posting stuff on TikTok and mainly like clips of recordings, but I'm like, okay, I'm just going to post it and get out of it. Mm -hmm. Just because as a photographer, you're always, you're also going to get exposed to like things that you're like, I promise babe, yeah. I was not <laughs> looking into that, <laughs> but it's just the algorithm. So yeah. I just post it and then I don't get in, in it. I'm just yeah. like, yeah. I get all the notifications like, nope, not going to get into it. <laughs> yeah. There's a, like when a video will start blowing up, you'll like have 99 plus notifications and like i'll want to just sit there and scroll through the comments but that's really painful because some people are really sweet yeah. and then some people are like her base is not tuned <laughs> or she sounds crazy or you know like really rude stuff or really weird stuff targeted towards women um so you kind of just have to step back and be like okay i already i know who i am I know who we are. These strangers are just seeing us on their screen. They don't know us. Oh, my gosh. And then one time before a show, we went live doing our makeup, like, before the show. And we had, like, people trying to, like, um, like join the live, like, mm -hmm. some, like, a bunch of creepy men. So, like, decline, decline, <laughs> decline. <laughs> and then, like, one guy was, like, we only support white women around here or something. I was, like, yeah, people, people I said block right away. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, get your here. I was like, black, 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 black. But that a lot of people in there just try to get yeah. your attention. Yeah, they're just trying so to get something out of you. You just have to protect your energy and go about your day. But it is awesome being able to connect with the like authentic fans on there because we have access to them. They have access to us. Um, but it is nice leaving the app and then being able to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I would say once you have hate or you have negative comments, that's when it's not that you made it, but you know you're there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's so. a, when I was like crying to like the people at the label and my parents was like, "Ooh, these people are being mean." Like someone said, <laughs> someone said my guitar riff sounded not to give them attention, but someone said my guitar riff sounded like it was from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your favorite movie, so it's a compliment. <laughs> I thought about that for like a week 
Like, <laughs> oh my God. But then I realized like, okay, yeah. wait, people are telling us that when we get hate and They're like trolls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you get trolls, that means that you're doing something right. Yeah. And you have yeah. people that love you and you have some people that are just. They're know, just to they're hating say because maybe yeah. they're jealous yeah. or they have issues with themselves, and so you just have to mind your business at the end of the day. Mm. <laughs> what a random thing to I say! I still think about it. So like I one day, one day you should like bust a, uh, you know, yeah, bust a riff and be like, yeah, inspired by the. Wait, do you want to comment? It? You should like. <laughs> no, it was from the first viral TikTok. Uh, so we should find it. I'll right. dress That'd up as funny. an Oompa Loompa and do it. <laughs> <laughs> like oh it, it'll be it'll be cool to like, you know. I do a lot like you know, sometimes our artists have a little intro song. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like the little intro like Yeah. yeah. That. That'd be oh, really funny. Funny. They're creative, I'll give them that. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. but that's one question that is, you know, related to football. The team is going through a rough patch. We're twelve in the, you know, division. What is something that the Aras could say to the guys to, mm. it'll be okay? Dang. Um, a lot of pressure. For real. <laughs> um, I like putting people on the spot sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say, like, you know who you are. Austin FC is amazing. We have, an, like, this immense pride that is just surrounding all the players. Um, like, they're beasts. They're literally beasts. I remember being on the field and just feeling that force um and i feel like they know they know themselves they know that they can win they know that at the end of the day like they're a part of something that's so beautiful um and they're part of something that's bigger than any kind of goal so but they know that Mm. Mm -hmm. i don't know i think they're so cool like you could chew gum and all of a sudden gonna be like yeah Like, I'll pay a thousand million dollars, whatever, for life is gonna, like, people are gonna be like that. But no, yeah, I mean, y'all are just badass. Like, no matter what, whatever you do, what, if you lose a game, like, we're all still, like, in awe of you and what you can do and who y'all are. Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah, like Tori said, like, they have, I feel like they've moved and changed a lot of people's hearts in Austin and the community that isn't here now, like, it's just such a positive thing to be a part of and you know the games are always important but at the end of the day like the community the culture that we have because of them like oh yeah it's it's you guys have priceless you guys are doing mm-hmm. way more than just playing the game like yeah yeah, yeah. but you know that <laughs> oh my gosh Tori yes. <laughs> but you know that <laughs> you know un besote a todos donde quiera que estén no but that's that's great uh, man I I appreciate you you guys, um, what are the any any future plans for you guys? Any uh, festivals, car shows? I know you guys were at the Discovery Green last week, and then at Sahara Lounge. Or um, no, we were at Flamingo Cantina. Yeah. Flamingo Cantina. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've been having a lot of shows lately, uh, which is a really good kind of issue to have. Not issue, but thing to have. Um, mm. We're currently writing an album. We are making a lot of trips to the studio lately, trying okay. to write create demos play out parts um and also like reworking our show a little bit um be trying to make it more of a show instead of a performance if that makes sense Mm. um and just playing a lot more shows outside of austin we're gonna be in san antonio this thursday um we're gonna be going to cali 
We're going to be going to LA. This LA. is unannounced, but I think it might be confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> um, like downtown LA. We've already been to LA, yeah. but like we've been wanting to go back and people have been telling us to go back. So like we're so excited to be going back yeah. and we're going to uh, We're going to we're going to be playing a few festivals in September. We've got a few like really awesome shows that we can't announce yet. Oh. Um, Damn, the end of the year. That, I know. <laughs> like, the end I was about to spill the cheese butter. <laughs> she always spill the tea and, yeah, you know, talking. No. Yeah. like, <laughs> like can, you yeah. her? can you be under the table? <laughs> no, but it's cool to be at the point when you're an artist where, like, you have, like, contracts and different show inquiries yeah. where you can't talk have about it. Have you seen it? that TikTok? It's like, I know something you don't know. It's yeah. like, <laughs> but, like, also trying to create a planned, um, a plan around going to other cities like okay. Chicago and L.A., um, like, we might be going to Arizona. Really? Um, Oh. Yes. I, <laughs> Me not <I> knowing. <laughs> no, but we've had so many fans that are like really begging us in the comments to go to play for them. And um, we're almost there. There's a okay. lot of things you have to think about um, yeah. to travel when you're a musician. So, because if it was that easy, is it like green card issues? <laughs> <laughs> we would have been everywhere by now. Yeah. But the cost these days. The cost. You make me want to sit my ass down at home. <laughs> like, not go anywhere. Yeah. Trying to work on our social media presence because we are the kind of people that um, are a little bit shyer than most, like influencers or musicians. That's the thing too. Like when you when you're a musician, you have to kind of figure out how to market yourself in a way that's like influencer, um, like palatable, like. Because, you know, we're so used to seeing influencers on our phone. Yeah. But when you're a musician, you kind of just want to be like, hey, guys, come to my show. See ya. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now you have to be like, hey, guys, come with me to my show. At da -da 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 -da. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, it's like you a whole be, thing. Which is fun. Which is really fun. But, but it's not it's not too organic, though. That's what makes it, like, weird. I mean, it, it gets There's a way... To make now it we're organic. like talking. No, no. I mean, actually, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> but no, no yeah. it's a whole new world that we're having to navigate and trying to be authentic because yeah. it's so easy to lose yourself in the yeah, likes and the affirmations that you get, um, the DMs and the comments and stuff. So, which is not always real because social media is not always real. Touche, mm -hmm. touche. Yeah. I like how, yeah, but sometimes it's cool. We're like, sometimes it's not. <laughs> We're like, no, not one yeah, stick I mean, to one to fit me. Because, yeah, social media is like fun and the outcome of it is always great too. But yeah. like, it's stressful to have it to like yeah. plan and like sometimes you don't want to post. Like, you have to be authentic too. Like, you can't just be posting your music. You have to be posting who you are so that people get to know you. So, like, sometimes you're like, what can we post? Like, oh, we'll just post some coffee. Like, hey, guys, have you drank your coffee today? Like, I don't know. Something yeah. to get you to know us more. It's hard, but you got to do it. I think a lot of people, like, don't necessarily know how goofy we are. And we need to start showing that on social media. Yeah. Um, that would be pretty cool. I, it's I, I, I can, I, from, 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 you know, face to, like, yeah. here, like, yeah, you guys, yeah. Are, <laughs> you guys are fun. I feel like sometimes our humor is a bit different, though, and I don't want to be judged. I don't think it is, but, yeah, I think yeah. I'm just it afraid of being judged. Yeah. We'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> hey, man, I, I'm really just looking forward to it every time you guys have some kind of meme. I mean, yeah. Yeah, create memes. I'll be oh the best. God. Yeah, yeah. 
Tori has, I Tori's think, a good meme creator. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that so would actually good. be kind of cool if we ever became a meme. Like, in a good meme, though. Not, like, an embarrassing <laughs> meme. Yeah. But, like, if anyone ever made us a meme, that'd be kind of cool. I would love that. That's right? when that's when we make it. That's when we make there it. We go. <laughs> yeah. There we go. There we go. Uh, now, but once again, I appreciate y'all. Thank you for coming. It's been an honor. I'm glad we made it happen. And I'm pretty sure this won't be the last. Yeah. You know, whenever the album comes, whenever you guys about yeah. to go on tour, I got to head up the studio. Or, yeah. you know, we'll see. Yeah. Maybe we record a Hop Squad. Oh, my God. Yes, uh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> like, honestly, yeah, hit us up about that. <laughs> yeah, 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 we'll do it. And then, uh, now, nah, everyone out there, uh, you already know, uh, follow uh, Otra Por Favor and all our platforms. Otra X Favor. Um, also, you know, like, share, subscribe with everyone, your grandma, you know, everyone, <laughs> your people that you like, you don't like. Chingonas. Las chingonas, las todas. Y ahí se portan bien. Saludos y arriba el América. Bye. America is the best team in the world. <laughs> <laughs>